Welcome to Extraterrestrial Reality. Uh, over the past weekend, a panel convened at the University of Colorado Boulder uh, to teach science writers how to report on UFOs and uh, to forget about the stigma. Uh, however, this whole panel was a joke. Uh, there were people like Mick West and Thomas Zerbuchen, uh, debunkers, skeptics, that kind of that, those kind of people, science people. They're, they are the scientifically minded amongst us. They know better than anyone. They are the sanctimonious clowns who have ordained this phenomena as natural and easily identifiable. That's the kind of people that were there. Um, so we're going to talk about this and uh, how ridiculous this whole thing is. Uh, this entire panel, the way they want science writers to, to report on this. Uh, basically from their armchairs. Actually, Mick West, the biggest debunker of our age, uh, was uh, appeared at this uh, uh, on this panel as for, via remote. Uh, so he wasn't even there. He's basically showing these science writers how to do science by sitting at home on your armchair and just pontificating and uh, ordaining things. Uh, anyway, here uh, this article. Uh, from the University of Colorado. The headline reads, Call them UFOs or UAPs. Scientists need better data, according to Weekend Panel. And this was written by Daniel Strain. It says here, Scientists should not be afraid to talk about or even study those mysterious objects flying in the sky. Maybe just don't call them UFOs. That was one of the conclusions of a panel discussion this weekend at Science Writers 2023, an annual gathering of hundreds of science journalists and communicators from around the country and abroad. CU Boulder and the CU Anschultz Medical Campus hosted this year's events. On Saturday morning, the talk was all about unidentified aerial phenomena, or UAPs, actually it's just UAP, a relatively new name for the strange blips that zoom across the instruments of fighter jets or flashing lights amid the stars. See, again, this whole, this entire panel doesn't even, they don't even want to broach the issue of landed craft, footprints on the ground, uh, physical trace evidence, uh, a alien implants, alien abductions, cattle mutilations. They don't even want to talk about that. They don't want to do science. That's not science to these people. Going out in the field and studying these things and meeting with the uh, victims, perhaps, of alien abductions or the people affected by cattle mutilations, they don't want to talk with those people. They'd rather sit in their armchairs and pontificate and deem these things ridiculous and insane. But anyway, we, we go, uh, uh, continuing with this article, it says, Dur During a session called, Look, Up in the Sky, It's Not a UFO, It's a UAP! A panel, of, a panel of journalists and scientists tackled a tricky question. How should serious, serious scientists approach a topic that has, for decades, been the butt of so many jokes? CU Boulder's Ian Boyd, director of the Center of National Security Initiatives and professor of the Anne and H.J. Smead Department of Aerospace Engineering Scientists, took part in the panel. The group got the most obvious topic out of the way early. UFOs are almost certainly not alien visitors, said writer and UFO investigator Mick West, who joined the session remotely. So let's just stop there for a second. So, of course, Mick West, they are certainly not alien visitors. So you need to begin any of your reporting on that premise. Uh, 
Those who do not, any science writer out there who does not begin with the premise that there is no such thing as alien visitors on Earth will be thrown to the dogs. They will be dragged into the street, placed on a, a mantle where they will be burned alive at the stake for heresy. While we stand there with our sanctimonious visages watching on. Anyway, continuing here. Uh, and yes, also they say that he's a UFO investigator. Really, really, really. He's a debunker. He's not a UFO investigator. He just he just uh, makes proclamations. He he issues judgment for, judgments from the comfort of his own armchair. He doesn't go out and do real science. He's not like Avi Loeb, who actually travels to Pacific Ocean and actually uh, goes under under the water and and gets materials from something that came down from the sky in 2015. Mick West doesn't do that kind of stuff. He's no UFO investigator. He's a debunker. Anyway, continuing here, it says, Other panelists included moderator Don Varjano, senior opinion editor for Scientific American, Nadia Drake, physics editor for Quanta Magazine, and Thomas Zerboken, director of ETH Zurich Space and former associate administrator for science at NASA. Now, remember, Zerboken was the... Uh, he was recently featured in my uh, podcast, NASA Thinks We're All Idiots, uh, where I, he's basically everything is all it's easily explainable. Uh, there's no such thing as extraterrestrials. Blah 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 blah. Science. Uh, anyway, continuing here, it says, but that doesn't mean researchers shouldn't investigate them more closely. The speakers agreed. And uh, here's a direct quote from Boyd. Behind all of this, there's a really important contribution to be made from the scientific community and the scientific communications community. Now, just think about the absurdity of all of this that we're talking about. We're talking about an issue that's been going on here. We've been talking about for over, over 80 years. And this group of scientists, they're just saying that, uh, maybe it's time we take it a little more seriously. However, these things are not aliens. If you write that, then your license to print science materials in science journals shall be revoked. Anyway, continuing. It says here, in, in 2022, NASA convened an independent study team to begin the process of exploring UAPs from a scientific perspective. The group's report, released in September, lays out a path for the research community to collect more data about unknown and strange things high above Earth. Getting to the bottom of these sightings, no matter their causes, could help governments keep military or commercial aircraft safe, the panelists said. UAPs could also lead scientists toward discovering new natural phenomena they hadn't known about before. So, it's all natural phenomena. We, If we were to study this more closely, we would understand that this is all natural. It's all part of Mother Nature's plan. And the other thing that's not discussed here really at all during this panel, right, is the is the assertions that there's a reverse engineering program, crash retrieval program being kept away from the public for many decades. That's not talked about because they're scientists. 
I don't know what kind of scientists they think they are. I mean, these kind of scientists, just like recently, Avi Loeb called some people out, called out people like uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson for, you know, basically going on television and writing in his books, but not really going out and doing science, not real science. These people aren't real scientists. Like, actually, if you have Mick West as, as, as your guest here, then you're a bunch of dopes. You're a bunch of dummies. Well, anyway, here. It says here, uh, as Drake, an author of the NASA report, put it, when something is stigmatized, it really hampers data collection. So you don't get the types of observations that are going to be useful. Now, for one thing, let's just talk about the stigmatization that's been ongoing for many, many years, since uh, 1953. Uh, in 1953, there was a committee commissioned by the CIA. Uh, it was actually in 1952. And then this, uh, it was this Robertson panel that convened in January of 1953. And that Robertson panel uh, got together to talk about how to deal with UFOs. And one of the things, one, one, of, the, uh, uh, one, one of their, uh, their conclusions was that uh, how, the, how to handle this was to uh, basically debunk everything and make it look ridiculous. And actually, one of their, here's one of their conclusions. The, debunk, the debunking aim would result in reduction in public interest in flying saucers, which today evokes a strong psychological reaction. So from that point on, there was most certainly an effort uh, by the government to pretend that all of this stuff is nonsense, right? Let's all make it look like nonsense. But they don't talk about this here, right? They don't care. These people, they aren't real, they aren't really real scientists uh, meeting with a, a group of science writers and, and to have them uh, write nonsense, basically, to pretend that all of this stuff could be explained. And don't, meet, don't do any research. Don't, t- don't talk to any re- science, uh, uh, scientists who are actually out in the field doing actual research. Don't, don't meet with people who actually had uh, encounters with beings. Pretend that all of that's fake right that just sit at your house and just deem the whole thing ridiculous and then and then take it from there just like these people do zerbukin and west uh anyway uh continuing here the next there's a subhead here the alien elephant in the room and there are good reasons for collecting data on uaps boyd said in part that's because there are a lot of human-made objects flying around in the skies at any moment in time and governments don't always know what they are they include drones high altitude balloons and more he pointed to the case of a chinese balloon that floated over alaska and much of the united states in early 2023 before it was ultimately shot down by the United States Air Force. And here's a direct quote from Boyd. In a time of enhanced tensions internationally, leadership has to make difficult decisions. Do we shoot this thing down? Do we let it fly over the United States? Now, of course, uh, uh, many in the mainstream media, as I talked about, as that was ongoing, uh, pointed to that Chinese spy balloon. See, there's proof that people make mistakes and they misidentify things. Even though the mainstream media were the ones uh, uh, misidentifying things. Nobody was out there calling. I, I was. A lot of people in the UFO community were saying, hey, we don't know what it is. Could be a balloon. Uh, a lot of people in the UFO community understand that there are things out there that are prosaic, that have uh, explanations that don't include extraterrestrials. There are balloons. There's natural phenomena. There's satellites. There's meteors. There's a whole range of things. There's liars. There's hoaxers. There's a whole run- range of uh, different explanations. But then there's a percentage right there, right, that all of us know cannot, cannot 
be uh, naturally exp- uh, natural phenomena or or misidentifications. There are things that are operated out there by beings from other places that aren't human. I've seen one of these creatures myself, as has many other people, right? Millions of people, and mi- millions of other people have seen these craft too. I've seen one of the craft myself. So these people are idiots. Uh, these people, the way they're handling this, sci- the scientific community. If this is how they're going to take, going to handle this, then they're a bunch of morons. <clears throat> anyway, continuing here. Uh, it says here, military pilots have to make even quicker and potentially more dangerous choices if they encounter something eerie in their paths, Boyd said. The panelists noted that for decades, scientists have shied away from exploring UAPs, in part because of their popular association with little green men and flying saucers. But Zerbukin at least hopes that researchers can begin to shed that stigma. There are, here's a direct quote from Zerbukin. There are a number of things that used to be UAP that are now well-recognized science phenomenon because somebody actually said, wow, these clouds really look weird. What happened there? Now, let me just stop there for a second. Zerbukin's a moron. This guy's an idiot. He's a liar. He's gaslighting the whole world uh, from his position as a former uh, NASA chief. Uh, anybody who believes this nonsense is stupid too. I just got to point that out uh, because uh, yes, of course there are, are there could be lenticular clouds or cum- uh, cumulus clouds, anything out there. There are things that are naturally uh, occurring within our atmosphere that could be mistaken for things. But however, again, this leaves out the other questions. There are other events. There are landed craft. There is evidence of those landed craft after they leave. There is footprints in the ground. There are people who have encountered creatures that aren't human. They don't want to talk about that part. They just want to talk about things that people see far away in the skies. Anyway, continuing here, the next subhead says, True science! In many cases, researchers have struggled to study such phenomena because they can't get their hands on high-quality observations, Drake said. In their NASA report, she and her colleagues noted that researchers may already have access to a treasure trove of top-notch data. Scientists, for example, could use the many scientific satellites circling the planet to search for unexplained events in the atmosphere. They just need to better define what they are looking for. Now, again, this is another form of gaslighting. As many of us know, uh, NASA has been part of the cover-up for a long time because they've been told not to share certain kinds of evidence that they collect through uh, the imagery that they capture with their with their, uh, with their their uh, satellites. They're not allowed to show that to the public. There, there there's are people who have actually uh, talk, talked about this. There are people that said they saw them airbrushing out objects. From, from photographs of uh, in space of objects floating out there that were clearly right not human made right so the NASA has been under orders by somebody within the Pentagon slash secret control control group for decades now uh, to, to, to help maintain this cover-up we're, we're all being gaslighted and this is another another uh, another way that they're doing it with this stuff this is s- such nonsense such nonsense. Anyway, here's uh, another uh, uh, quote from Drake. We also suggested some sort of citizen science campaign. So really harnessing the power of all those people with all of those smartphones to come up with a way to make reports, put them into a system, and include metadata that can be really useful for figuring out what something is. 
Oh, okay, yeah. It would be nice if we could catch something on uh, a whole bunch of people could catch something on a smartphone. But again, uh, we're already this again. We're being gaslighted here. We the, there is proof that's being stored away somewhere, and we're just playing this stupid game. And all these some of these scientists are playing along with the game. Uh, I don't know what what's wrong with these people. I don't know if they're just complete morons or they're part or they're part of the cover up. I'm not really sure. Uh, anybody's guess, I guess, right? Um, anyway, continuing here, it says Boyd in turn said he would like to see more comprehensive and easy to access catalogs of UAP sightings. That way, if a bystander captures video of strange lights high above Earth, researchers can quickly tell if those lights seem like a new phenomenon or can be easily explained. He also urged the assembled science writers not to give in to the sensationalism around UFOs. The sensationalism that they're talking about here is this, uh, the stuff that people who are actually wanting more information, people out there who know that there's a presence among us, right? But that we're sensationalists, right? Yeah, we're the sensationalists. They're, uh, they're, they're serious scientists. Don't give in to the sensationalists out there. If they, t- if they tell you that something landed in their backyard and they have physical evidence, stay at home. Don't investigate. Stay at home and just write on your computer that it's all nonsense, just like Mick West does. Here's another uh, direct quote from Boyd. That is critical for your community to make sure when there are stories that have a science element to them that the true science is being recorded. True science. I say, here's a Boyd. Here's, here's true science. True science to Boyd, I, I contend, is doing nothing. Is sitting at home and just making proclamations. There is no way that some spacecraft landed in this man's yard and left imprints in the ground. I will not investigate because there's no way it's possible. That's how these people, that's how these scientists handle it. And that's how people like Mick West and Thomas Zerbulkin are telling science writers to handle it. Do not investigate. Stay away from the sensationalism stuff. Don't go near that stuff. We will revoke your science writing credentials and throw you to the animals out there in the streets. That's what's going on here, folks. Uh, It's all a big giant gaslighting uh, campaign. All these years, we're still playing these dumb games. Still, still, after all the stuff, they don't—they don't care about uh, uh, any kind of re- re- serious reports. Did they ever look at the? Did any of these science writers ever really go out and and, and study the the any of the information that uh, was compiled by the late Doctor Roger Lear, who took out alien implants from a number of different people who claimed to have been abducted by aliens? Did they ever look into that? Have they ever talked, sat down, and with with any of the thousands, tens of thousands of people, millions of people, perhaps? that claim to have been abducted by aliens. Did they ever do any research into that other than uh, pontificating from their computer in their den at home, right? Did they ever do anything? No. Did they, do, do they ever uh, ever take the like serious uh, landing stories or, or abduction stories like Travis Walton seriously? Did they ever write about it seriously? Or, or do they preordain write stories, preordain stories with their tongue in cheek as they make a, uh, make a joke out of it? What, these, aren't, these people aren't serious. They're a bunch of clowns. All these people that are talking here, right? these they're, they're trying to transform science writers into even bigger goofballs than they already are. There's a lot of science writer, writers out there because they want to maintain their positions, right? They need to uh, go what the, what the status quo is telling them to do. They go along with that. Uh, and that's what this is. Don't, don't, don't fall for the sensationalism out there. That's not your job. 
Your job is to write things that Mick West says. That's their job. That's their job. Just gets you angry when you read this stuff. Again, it's like I talked about this before. Again, it's like it's the same thing as as like witch finders back in the uh, in the 1400s, 1500s, 1600s in Europe, running around Europe. You know, these self-proclaimed uh, zealots uh, who think they're right. And anybody who talks against us, they must be witches. We will accuse you of sorcery and burn you at the stake. That's what it is. These sanctimonious jackasses. All, all. Sanctimonious jackasses. All. That's what it is. Anyway, uh, moving on, I want to talk about some of the uh, recent polls uh, that I've conducted on Spotify. And uh, we're going to start, uh, because I didn't do it in a few days, so we're going to go back three episodes. Um, Yes, uh, for the episode Secret UFO Control Group Zodiac Exposed in Not-So-Fictionalized Magazine Stories. And I think I did do this one before, but we'll catch up on it. Uh, I asked this question. What is your favorite alleged name for the Secret UFO Control Group? Uh, Yeah, it seems clear now. uh, Majestic 12 is the winner here. 34 people or 69.4% say Majestic 12. Uh, Zodiac has 7 votes or 14.3%. Aquarius has 6 votes or 12.2%. While Project Saucer only has four po- uh, 2 votes or 4.1%. Yes, Majestic 12, I think, is the is the cooler name for the secret control group. Uh, so we'll move on from that because I already talked about that one. And okay, now for the episode, first person to capture extraterrestrial on ring camera wins $1 million. I asked this question, what are the odds an Amazon ring user will capture a bona fide scientifically proven extraterrestrial on his or her camera? Uh, 65 votes so far. Uh, three people or 4.6% say one in 10. Uh, six people or 9.2% say the chances are one in a thousand. 13, uh, or excuse me, nine people or 13.8% say uh, the chances are one in a trillion, while 13 people or 20% say one in a million. And the majority, 34 people or 52.3%, say one in a Googleplex. Yes, one in a Googleplex. That's the one I agree with. I don't think it's ever going to happen. It would be an absolute miracle. Uh, I don't think, uh, I, I mean, that's basically s- suggesting that there's going to be uh, extraterrestrials who uh, really covet their secrecy and. Uh, uh, I, I just that would suggest that they're going to walk up to somebody's door and, and, and look at, at the camera and wave. I mean, that's absolutely absurd. That's ridiculous. That's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. So, yes, I go with the majority on that one. And then for, for the most recent episode, meet the aliens plotting to, get, to take control of planet Earth. I asked this question. Do you believe in David, David Jacobs' hypothesis that extraterrestrials are plotting to take control of Earth? 53 votes so far with 28 days left. Now, this, was, this isn't even 24 hours ago yet, so we got a lot of votes so far. Uh, 23 people, or 43.4%, say yes, while 30 people, or 56.6%, say no. So it's pretty close, but the no's are winning right now. So uh, most people do not believe uh, David Jacobs' hypothesis that there's a, uh, extraterrestrials are planning to take over Earth. Of course, as we all know, Jacobs contends uh, that there's a alien hybridization program ongoing. That's the reason for the, uh, uh, the covert actions of these beings is because they're uh, engaged in this hybridization program. They take sperm from men, uh, eggs from women. They uh, mix up with aliens, some sort of alien DNA, and then they keep uh, 
uh, they, they create a, uh, alien hybrids. They look, and now, uh, according to Jacobs, he believes that there are some beings among us. He calls them hybrids. They're, they're, they're beyond hybrids, according to Jacobs, because they look just like human beings that they're sprinkled out all across this globe somewhere, interacting with us for for what purpose we 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 don't know. Uh, but that's his uh, his hypothesis. But right now, it's a close call. Um, what do I say? Uh, do I believe in his hypothesis? I don't want to believe in it. I guess I should have had one. I don't know because I don't know. I just don't know. It could be. Could be. Maybe. I should have had a maybe in there. I think. Yeah, I shouldn't put through maybe in there because I think I would probably say maybe because I don't. I can't say yes and I can't say no because I just don't know. He's 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 done research on this and he that's that they were his conclusions. Uh, I find it fantastic. I mean, the idea that living among us right now are beings uh, who look just like us, look like humans. They could be anybody. I, how, I, I, it's hard to wrap my mind around that, so I, I have trouble with it myself. Uh, so I don't still know. I, I have to, I have to go with maybe. I think I have to go with maybe on that one. Too bad I didn't put the maybe in there. Sorry about that. Because I'm sure some of you probably feel the same way. It's just it's too hard to grasp but at the same time when you read his books it may, he makes it sound believable uh i mean and he's done the research you know when you put all the the commentary he's received all of the information he's received from people who uh, are uh, apparently abducted by extraterrestrials uh and he puts all that information that they've culled from dur- from during their uh abduction experiences uh, you put it all together and it paints a picture that says that that's what's happening, that there is a hybridization program and that at some point in the future, there's going to be a change. Uh, I don't like that idea. I don't want that to be true. But if it is, I think there's nothing we can do about it. And that's the other part of this. Uh, but again, you know, getting back to what we were talking about earlier, these are the kind of things scientists needed to be, more scientists needed to be investigating, not just people like John Mack or Bud Hopkins uh, or David Jacobs, right? That, that's that's the, basically the the people right there. There's not a lot of people who really have uh, dove deep into alien abductions, which is a shame. I mean, I mean, you would think that more people would be looking at this, but they don't. Uh, there have been some psychologists that have commented on 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 this, and they've hardly they've hardly ever done any sort of research, but they've pontificated they've uh, issued proclamations saying that they think it's ridiculous and they they uh, uh they blame it on sleep paralysis and things like that but that's not that's that can't be because there are cases where people are wide awake when they're abducted there's just not enough serious people out there who who have done serious investigation into this other than some of the names i just mentioned there it's, it's a handful of people a handful and and because of the uh, the way scientists seem to want to handle this whole situation, they want to try to uh, debunk objects that people see from a, from a great distance away, right? They won't touch these debunkers, right? They don't want to t- talk about the, the stuff that where, where the evidence is, is different, where, it's, where it becomes pretty much undeniable. They don't talk about the, anything like the turkey UFO videos, for instance. That stuff, you could actually see the beings in the craft. But they don't want to talk about that because uh, they'd rather just say it's a hoax. They'll, they'll, they'll just deny it out of hand. They'll just debunk it out of hand. They won't even investigate and just say, this can't be. I don't believe it. So it must be a hoax. Or, or the aerial school incident. They'll come up with ridiculous explanations for that. Or anything that's good. The Lonnie Zamora. They'll come up with some ridiculous explanation for that. They'll say, yeah, it was a NASA probe off course doing a test. 
But that doesn't explain the little people that Lonnie Zamora saw back in 1964 walking around the object. The footprints that they found were were only a couple inches long. They were the the footprints of a of, of a very small child. We're being gaslighted, and scientists are gaslighting us. And if it, and if the scientific community, more people in, in the scientific community need need to break away from these stupid debunkers. Uh, I mean, from the Zerbukins and the Mick Wests and the Stephen Greenstreets, these idiots that are holding us back, that are denying, uh, that, that you know, making it sound like anybody who, who uh, uh, wants to investigate anything beyond uh, just the faraway objects in the sky, then you must be, then that's not serious science. That's that's sensationalism. Or if you're Avi Loeb looking at stuff in the Pacific Ocean that came, a uh, meteor that might be extraterrestrial that came down in 2015, if you're going out looking at that stuff, well, that's sensationalism. You're you're stealing all of our thunder, uh, but they're but they're meanwhile they're sitting at home doing nothing because they just don't believe in this, which is which in my mind is is crazy on its face. I mean the idea that we are alone. There's no way. How could that be with all the reciting reports over the decades, the alien abduction uh, accounts, the cattle mutilations, which has never been solved. Uh, the landing, the physical trace evidence, and then you look out in the sky and you see those billions of stars out there. How, how could you sit there and say that it's not happening? It sounds so, re- they sound so stupid to me, especially when I know that it's happening because I've, I've had my own experiences. So I'm, I, I don't know what to say about this, except that uh, it, it seems like we, when, you, when I read an article like that one that I read earlier, I feel like we're taking a step backward. We're taking a step backward. And I don't, I'm, for the life of me, I don't understand how this Mick West, this video game programmer, has risen to this level of as, as a, some sort of a UFO expert. Or, inve- or they call him in this article an investigator. He's a debunker. He doesn't believe in any of this stuff. He doesn't do any serious research in it. He sits at his house and, and in, in his den and, and, and issues proclamations. That's all he does. I don't know. I think it's just a shame the way this has been, uh, way this continues to be handled, uh, and that the University of Colorado would have these kind of people showing up to talk about how science, right? How they better behave and stay away from the sensationalist stories. You don't, we, you don't want to go there. We'll, we'll kick you out of our clique. That's basically what it is. It's basically a warning, a warning to any science writer out there who wants to do a little bit more, go a little further than some of these other. Uh, some of their other colleagues that's what it seems like to me anyway i want to say thank you everyone for joining me until next time